It's the keeping of your hearts and minds. That's where that equilibrium and balance is. That's where your peace is. Your perfect peace Mm -hmm. that passes all understanding. I mean, if you've got this storm going on around you, how can you possibly have peace? Well, Mm -hmm. you have peace in him. Yeah. And it will keep your heart and it will keep your mind. Your mind does not have to go crazy. (laughs) You don't have to wonder, well, what's going to happen next? doesn't matter what happens next around you because what happens next inside of you in peace as -hmm. you remain in peace with him, as you remain connected. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out his spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. Philip and I have been studying and talking and just meditating on the things that come from the presence of the Lord, particularly his perfect peace and how perfect peace begins in your imagination. We're so happy that you're with us on this podcast today. And before we get started, let me invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, if you haven't already done so. And you can subscribe to our email list and you can uh, look at our blogs and our, our events that are coming up. We've got some things going on that you're probably going to want to participate in. If you can get here, we'd love to have you come. And also, we are streaming our services every Friday night to our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. So if you're enjoying this content, you might just want to tune in to one of those or go back to the archives and listen in those places. Today we're going to start with Isaiah 26 and verse 3. I'm going to read from the Amplified. You will guard him, you meaning God, our Father. You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind both its inclination and its character is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. And then there's, there's a number of really good translations uh, about this, and, and each one gives a little bit of a different nuance. Uh, I, I think it's important for you to understand that most of us, you know, most of us can't read those original languages. So we don't realize how much is in each word, mm-hmm. that there can be nuances of and, and different kinds of meanings. And so there's different ways that you can interpret. And they're probably all correct because, you know, our Father is so uh, amazingly detailed and amazingly uh, flexible and amazingly uh, just, he he sees things from all kinds of different angles. So in this particular verse, the Legacy Standard Bible says, the steadfast of mind you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. And the Aramaic Bible in plain English says, you shall keep peace for us because we hope, because in you we hope, Lord Jehovah, to the eternity of eternities. Hmm. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. And the literal standard version, I like this one. It says, you keep him in peace whose imagination is stayed peace 
Imagination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For he is confident in you. That word mind really means imagination. I mean, that's mm-hmm. our okay. imagination is a part of our mind. And, yeah. and it, we have this wonderful capacity to imagine things. And, and we have that because we are made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and he had to think up everything before he said, let there be light. Before he created, before he spoke, he thought it all up. He planned it in his mind, and then he then he spoke it into existence. And it happened. And it happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's that's why we have to be so very careful in how we live that the things that we allow in our minds, that we only allow things that are godly in our minds. Because if you meditate on something and you spend time imagining it, pretty soon that becomes your words. Because mm-hmm. out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then once it's spoken, then that can become action. Yeah. That okay. can become you, what what you actually do. So you know. It's uh, like all these um, video games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, what what do most of them involve? Imagine shooting. Oh yeah. Shooting, shooting. You know this, that army. Whether yeah. it's this, this, that. And so what's happening today in schools and anywhere, mm-hmm. people are shooting because they're, they're, they're playing games, mm-hmm. you know, that um, that's all they're doing. And that's what's put in your brain. Mm-hmm. And if that gets twisted, right, you know, that they can that person can do what they do. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you if they interviewed every one of these people that did all these shootings, mm-hmm. do they watch video games that involve mm-hmm. that? Or did they play them? Yeah. Or did they? That's what I meant. Yeah, did they play these video games that that do that? Yeah. You know, you are what you eat, right? And, and what you see, what you occupy your what brain, what you occupy with. your brain with, yeah, will become. That's true. That's true. So putting our imagination firmly on the Lord, keeping our thoughts anchored on Him, keeping our receptivity open to Him so that we're communing with him all the time, that our imagination is engaged in our conversation with him. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's not like, you know, in some cases, I suppose you're, you're imagining what he might say. But if we, if we start out imagining him and then imagining a conversation with him, we might very well get actually him talking to us. <laughs> I mean, that, that really does happen. Um, uh-huh. It's a matter of, of discernment, learning discernment as to uh, judging, now, was that really God or, or was that my imagination? Yeah. And the opposite of that would be yoga. Mm. Now, this will maybe be an eye or ear opener for you because one, one of the things they do in yoga, you empty your mind. Mm-hmm. So if you empty your mind and you don't have the Holy Spirit guiding over it, Mm -hmm. something else can just come in. And the other thing that they imagine is the snake at the at the base of your spine. That's uh, kind of yeah. They did that. So so if you imagine that, right, you're opening yourself up. You are opening yourself to (laughs) to the demonic. Absolutely, absolutely. So our point here is that perfect peace starts in your imagination. It starts with anchoring your focus on our Father. Um, I, I like the, the way the King James says it. Um, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. And, and that expression, perfect peace, 
is in Hebrew, well, you know the, the word peace is shalom, Mm-hmm. And it means more than just peace. It means well-being. It means nothing broken. It means nothing missing. It means prosperity. And when you say it twice, shalom, shalom, shalom. Uh-huh. it's like it's it's more than double. It's more like exponential. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, like if if you've got four plus four, you get eight. But if you if you do it exponentially, four times four, you get sixteen. So it's it's like the idea of shalom mm-hmm. is multiplied when you keep your mind stayed on him. That's good. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it is. Because you trust in him. Yes, it's it, like our our uh, our Jewish um, travel agency mm-hmm. uh, guide says, uh, our one that organizes our tours. When mm-hmm. she calls, she says shalom, shalom. Always. Always. Yes, they, that's yeah. that's the traditional Jewish greeting. It's yeah. not just that you say shalom. You say shalom, shalom. Uh-huh. So it's more than just. More than. It's more yeah. than just, I'm wishing you peace. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing yeah. of multiplication of everything that you need. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So this is available to us as we keep our mind stayed on him. Now, the best way to get there is that you start in your prayer time and that as you practice it in your prayer time, you pull that practice into your daily walk. Okay, we are trying to, on this podcast, we are trying to help equip the saints to be ready for what God is going to out, to pour out, to be ready for what God is going to bring when he pours out his spirit, yeah. that we'll be ready for him to flow through us. Yes. That he'll be able to yeah. do anything he wants to do through us because we've worked on our relationship with him to the point that he can just move through us and we mm-hmm. won't be in the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <that's laughs> you for know, sure. get our flesh out of the way. Yeah. Uh, so this morning, as I was having my prayer time, and please hear my heart, um, it's not like I've arrived. I, I don't feel like I've arrived at all, but I've left where I was. I, I love um, how Andrew Womack says, you know, he hasn't arrived when it comes to healing, but, but he left. He's, I've, I've, yeah, I've already <laughs> left. Yeah. He's, uh, he's left where he was, and, and he's way, 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 way ahead of us. But um, the idea is that, that we, are, we are continually walking with our Father, walking with Jesus, walking with the Holy Spirit, working with him, letting him work with us, becoming more and more pliable. You know, it's like the, the, uh, the clay. He's the potter, we're the clay. Mm-hmm. What is the clay's job? Yield. <laughs> yeah. Yield under pressure. Yield under pressure. <laughs> Even if you're spinning. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that's a good segue to where we're going with with uh, with this. Um, yeah, you watch Potter's Wheels, you know, and they're, they're, the thing is spinning. They put water on it, and he's squeezing with her uh-huh. fingers to get the right shape out of it. Right. And takes a knife sometimes, and then, you know, and, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. So if you have ever feel like you're on the Potter's Wheel... It's a good thing. You're normal. <laughs> yes. And and just the, the secret is yield. Yeah. Yield under pressure. Don't keep pushing against the pressure. Yield to God in the pressure. Yeah, that's good. It's not that you're yielding to the devil. You're yielding to God. He's there with you. And he has a purpose in allowing the pressure. Okay, so this morning, as I was having my prayer time, uh, one of the practices that, that I do 
is something that I learned in a message that Siggy Oblander gave, and I will put a link to it in the show notes. She was teaching us on Psalm 37, and she went into all kinds of details, but I caught this little four-step thing that I practice. And the, it starts with verse 3, and it's, it's trust in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land, and you will be fed. And the Amplified says, trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident in the Lord and do good. And I just take that little piece, trust in him. So it's like reaching out the anchor, like imagine yourself, imagine yourself as a boat and you have an anchor in your midsection. It's, it's like a big, heavy object and and you're you're in the seas and the seas are roiling <laughs> and and you need to anchor and you take that anchor and you place it in God and yeah. there's a tether to that anchor that is connected to you and that stops all of the roiling you're i mean the roiling might still be going on around you but that trust anchors your soul in him and you know you're going to be okay yeah. So that's the first step. So you trust in him. The second step is delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give the, give you the desires of your heart. So I'm not pressing in about the outcome. I'm pressing in about the step that you make. The outcome will come. So I'm I'm not I'm not worried about I'm not concerned about getting the desires of my heart. I'm concerned about or rather, I'm focusing on delighting myself in the Lord. That word delight in the original has, has a couple of ideas that, that help me in my practice in the, in the presence of the Lord. That it's kind of like luxuriating in mm-hmm. his presence. And that in his presence, that this delight also causes a softening. Okay, yeah. So that as we're in his presence... The things in us that might be callous or that might be uh, hard or that might be um, just upset, as we, as we get into his presence, it's kind of like sinking down into a, into a bubble bath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, that nice hot water, warm water, whatever you like, and, and those bubbles around you, it's, it's like a place to luxuriate. That's, that's what his presence is to us that that we mm-hmm. can we can just receive of the warmth of his presence and let it soften the things that have been uh difficult during the day or 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 something that happened a long time ago that hasn't been dealt with let his presence just come and and minister to that and bring a softening and bring a a delight bring yeah. a delight in his presence that 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 no matter what there is that it can be healed it can be uh you can just enjoy yourself. Just enjoy in his presence is fullness, fullness of, of joy. joy. Yeah. So the, the joy that's in his presence, just delight yourself in his presence. And then the third step, I call it a step for me. I, these is, I do it by step, is in verse 5, it says, commit, commit your way to the Lord. And the Amplified says, roll and repose each care of your load on him. And then it says, trust again, trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident also to, in him, and he will bring it to pass. The things that are promises out there, when we have that inner quietness of trust, and we've rolled it onto him, 
we've given it to him, then he can do it in his time and mm-hmm. it won't bother us that it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Because we've, we're confident that he's going to do it when we've rolled it onto him. And the fourth thing is in verse 7, be still and rest in the Lord. Wait for him and patiently lean yourself upon him. And it goes on talking about, you know, don't fret yourself because of of the the evildoers or the the ones that are doing stuff they're not supposed to do and 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 you know go ahead and study this in your spare time uh the whole chapter is full of of don't fret about what's going on don't let what's going on around you whether it be politics or whether it be um health issues or whether it be whatever the whatever the things that are going on around you that are like a storm Mm-hmm. You can have peace. It's just like if if someone, um, whether it be an accident or, or something, and they've not learned to really practice this rest in the Lord, trust mm-hmm. in the Lord, and all of a sudden you're in a position, say, say well, like COVID thing, mm-hmm. you can't work, and or if you're in pain in your body, let's mm-hmm. do it this way. Mm-hmm. If you've had something, you had a lot of pain or something in your body, and it's hard to focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have practiced focusing on that, that is going to be a big help. Amen. But when you try to do it when you're in pain to start like learning these steps, yeah. it's a lot harder when you're forced to. Right. It's better to you know get this relationship, you know, and then when something happens, you can feel his peace. And I remember when when your back was you had mm-hmm. a ruptured disc, yeah, and God healed you of that, but. But we we traveled down the road because we do like it was like a six week road trip, mm-hmm. and we're in a we're in a big passenger van, you know, with the three thousand pounds in it, and I of made books. a bed of books, mm-hmm. and I made a a bed in the back, and and insurance said I can feel every bump in the road, every seam in the every pavement. seam in the road, <laughs> you know, even on an air mattress, yeah, so you could just feel that it was that bad, but it was this peace that you had through this. It was an amazing peace. An amazing piece that comes from practice. Yeah. But but I'm telling you, you can have it, even if you already are in pain, you can reach out and he will give you that great grace. It's an yeah. amazing thing. Eventually mm-hmm. I was healed of it, but yeah. I went through some things. But but what I learned was so valuable that I was, I was really actually grateful that I went through it. Wow. It's really something. So this morning... As I was practicing this, these four steps, um, there's another thing that I've practiced that is something the Lord showed me, that his presence is like oxygen. And it's all around you, but you can't sense it with your five senses, but it's all around you and you can't live without it. Mm-hmm. And that's how his presence is. We can't live without his presence, but he's there all the time. So he showed me that when he first created Adam, that he intended for our respiratory system to Mm -hmm. operate by bringing in his presence and bringing out worship. Mm -hmm. Uh, That that we breathe in his presence and we breathe out worship. Wow. Breathe Uh in his presence. And as I've practiced that, I find that the stress level goes... This goes down. Down. Just down. So this morning, as I was practicing this, I I had another thought that I inhaled his presence. And as I exhaled, 
I was like asking him to inhale what I was exhaling. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's like he inhales of our worship. Mm -hmm. But it was almost more of my very essence, that I was giving myself to him as he was giving himself to me. Mm-hmm. And we know that the Lord dwells in our hearts by faith and that we are in him. You know, in him we live and move and have our being. Mm-hmm. So so there's this thing that I was picturing as, as I was just fellowshipping with the Lord and breathing in his presence and letting him breathe in my breath, you know, my being. And as I'm in this place, I heard in my spirit the word homeostasis. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> I've I... never heard of it. Remembered here. I, I mean, I've probably heard it in biology. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a biology thing from maybe. Long time ago. Yeah, maybe junior high yeah. or, or maybe freshman high school. I don't know. But it was a long time ago. And I'm thinking, what is homeostasis? So I got up and I looked up what is homeostasis. And the first, the first two or three definitions I found were so complicated that I thought, I think I need a little simpler simpler version here. And I found out on kids.britannica.com that there's this, um, uh, the question was, what, do you, what is homeostasis definition for dummies? Okay. And, and it brought up kids.britannica.com article and it said, in biology, the term homeostasis refers to the ability of the body to maintain a stable internal environment despite changes in external conditions. Mm-hmm. So an example of homeostasis would be when the body is the body has a whole lot of things set up that God built into us to maintain, for instance, its body temperature. Um, you, you've got you've got things that'll go on in your body to make sure that your core temperature stays within a certain range. So if you're really, really cold, your body will start to shiver. And that action of shivering will will cause uh, an increase in in the internal temperature. If you're if you're really, really cold, uh, the the circulation will kind of leave your arms and legs and and just to make sure that your inner core stays warm or if you get really really hot you know your 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 body's going to produce perspiration so that's a, that's an example of homeostasis where there's something that's that's a set up to work together to keep something stable to keep some kind of a balance does that make sense yeah it really does it yeah. really does okay so in the presence of the lord I was experiencing his presence and experiencing his peace that comes when my mind has stayed on him. Mm-hmm. And it was creating a spiritual homeostasis. And I believe that that is the key to getting your emotions to come into homeostasis. In, into, let, me, let me just let me give you some um, synonyms for homeostasis because <laughs> it's still kind of a that's too unfamiliar of a word. So a synonym might be equilibrium or balance. Oh, okay. Or evenness or stability. That's what happens when you're in the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You get this stability place. You get this balance place. You get this peace. It's a peace. Yeah. It's a peace that comes in his presence when, we're, when our mind is stayed on him. Mm-hmm. And it starts in our imagination because I was imagining... 
this exchange between the Father and me of of breathing in his presence and breathing out worship to him, breathing out my very essence, and he was breathing in, breathing me into him. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say he was breathing me into him, what I was seeing in my imagination was that I was being clothed in him, that okay. that his, you know, we're in him and he's in us, and that, that was what the exchange was that was going on. So as I was experiencing this, um, that's when I was reminded of the scripture, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Mm-hmm. And then I was reminded of the in the upper room when they're getting ready for the Last Supper. Jesus is instructing his disciples in, in, in uh, chapter 14 of John and verse 27, Jesus says, peace I leave with you. Mm-hmm. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. And this was on the night that he was betrayed. Yes. They didn't uh-huh. know that. Yeah. But he did. Mm-hmm. Don't let your heart be troubled. Keep that homeostasis. Keep that that equilibrium and balance and and peace and evenness and stability inside you, even when I'm being arrested, is what Jesus is saying. I'm going to be arrested tonight. You don't know that. I know that. But I'm telling you to keep your peace. Hang on to that peace. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. And then he goes on in, ver- in chapter 16 and verse 33. He says these things, and he's, he's talked a lot about the Holy Spirit that's coming, about how he's going away. Holy Spirit's going to come in, in my place, and he's going to come into you and be with you. Um, and then he says, these things I've spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. Mm-hmm. There's your stability. Yeah. In him. In him. In the world, you, you shall, shall have, have tribulation. tribulation. <laughs> We're not saying that. <laughs> but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So just get it settled in your heart that tribulation is a part of life. It's part of life. It's a promise from Jesus. <laughs> You're going to have tribulation. Yeah. But but be of good cheer. Don't be upset. Don't lose your homeostasis. Don't lose your stability. Don't lose your e- equilibrium. Stay in his presence. In me, you have peace. Mm-hmm. What does Ephesians 2, 14 to 16 say in the, the Passion, Philip? Our reconciling peace is Jesus. He has made Jew and non-Jew one in Christ. By dying as our sacrifice, he has broken down every wall of prejudice that separated us and has now made us equal through our union with Christ. Yes. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. The legal code that stood condemning every one of us has now been repealed by his command. His triune essence has made peace between us by starting over, forming one new race of humanity. Jews and non-Jews fused together. Two have now become one, and we live restored to God and reconciled in the body of Christ. Through his crucifixion, hatred died. Amen. It's about reconciling everybody to God. And the, the differences between the Jew and Gentile, which are, are strong, strong differences. 
and it it's hard it's hard to reconcile unless you do so in in your faith in Jesus mm-hmm. Yeshua yeah but what I love about uh, the the King James it says for he is our peace who has made both one mm-hmm. and it goes on that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross. So then we have uh, Philippians 4, 7 that says, And the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through, through Christ, Christ Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's the keeping of your hearts and minds. That's where your homeostasis is. That's where that equilibrium and balance is. That's where your peace is, your perfect peace mm-hmm. that passes all understanding. I mean, if you've got this storm going on around you, how can you possibly have peace? Well, mm-hmm. you have peace in him. Yeah. And it will keep your heart and it will keep your mind. Your mind does not have to go crazy. <laughs> you don't have to wonder, well, what's going to happen next? doesn't yeah. matter what happens next around you because what happens next inside of you in peace, as mm-hmm. you remain in peace with him, as you remain connected, reconciled, that that your communion is there, that you're communing with him, that you're breathing in his presence and breathing out worship. It's just sometimes when you're in pain or you can't do anything else, but you got to breathe. (laughs) It's kind of important to keep breathing. And that that very breath, just breathing, Mm -hmm. is enough to connect you and keep you in that peace. You know, I I love how Jeremiah 17 puts it. And this is this is such a picture of this homeostasis and this equilibrium because it's where you are anchored. Okay? Uh the amplified classic says most blessed is the man who believes in, trusts in and relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence the Lord is, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river. And it shall not see and fear when heat comes, but its leaf shall be green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease from yielding fruit. When you have your soul anchored in the Lord, when you have yourself anchored in his presence, it's like that tree by the water. Have you ever noticed that you can tell where there's a stream as you're traveling across country. Especially in a drier, a little drier climate. Yeah. Yeah, All of a sudden you see this whole clump of of greenery. It's getting water. Mm -hmm. Uh Because it it doesn't matter if there's a drought. As long as there's water in the river, it's going to be fine. It's (laughs) happy. Yeah, it's going to be happy. So, you know, you can keep that homeostasis, that equilibrium, that, that balance when you have your roots drinking from the river of life mm-hmm. and and the river of life our father is the source of the river of life it's it's life it's it's his giving to us everything that we need yeah. when we're anchored in him it doesn't matter if there's drought around us mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if there's a storm around us it doesn't matter what's going on around us we have that equilibrium inside we have that yeah. balance inside so we had an experience <laughs> that was a very unpleasant experience when um, we had a we had a car wreck, and um, I won't go into a whole lot of detail. But you know, we we were I was driving. Philip had just uh, stopped to take a rest, and he kind of put his seat back just a little bit. And um, we're driving down the road. I'd only been driving about 
20 minutes maybe. And I saw this sign, Pipestone Road. And I won't go into those details, but it was something that that, um, stood out to me. And I said, Pipestone Road? What's Pipestone doing here? Because there's a place in Minnesota called Pipestone. And uh, that's another story for another time. So I'm I'm wondering, what in the world is Pipestone doing here on I-94 in Michigan? And just at that moment, Philip woke up as the truck that I was passing, I was starting to pass, he put on his signal to come over into our lane. He didn't see us. And I tried to get over into the next lane. It was a three-lane highway. Tried to get over, and there was somebody next to me. And just then, Philip woke up and said, Jared, the truck, it's coming over. Well, I knew the truck was coming over, <laughs> but I hadn't reacted yet. I was just about to, and uh, but then the panic that was in his voice made me panic. And instead of hitting the brake to slow down, to get out of his way, I start going back and forth. I, I couldn't go to the left because there was somebody there. I started coming back to the right. The truck was still coming. And I went back to the left. The other guy had gotten out of the way, and we headed into the median at 70 miles an hour. Put the car in motion. and it. Yeah. And those black streaks you see on the highway <laughs> where it's a sudden turn into the median or the side of the mm-hmm. ditch. Um, yeah. We yeah. So understand we flipped. That. We flipped. Yeah, we did it end over end yeah. in the air. And it it twisted, hit the rear when it came back, and it rolled two mm-hmm. or three times sideways. And it never crossed the rumble strip. And yeah, and we just looked at the pictures of that accident, and that medium was only about no more than twenty, twenty-two feet wide. And when you have a car at that speed going into something like that, to stay in the perimeters between it's miraculous. That was miraculous. Yeah, yeah. And as we went into it, I was thinking, "Oh, this is not good." But I remembered a story that that our founder, Sister Gwen Shaw, told us about how um, she was driving in, in icy conditions and the car went into a spin and she took her hands off of the wheel and she said, Jesus, because she knew she didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. But she figured if she just left it in, in his hands that she would be okay. So she reached out to him and, and called out his name. So that's what I did. I took my hands off the wheel and I said, Jesus. And the next, and Philip says, Jesus. And I, and the next thing I knew was we heard this whoomp. And I, you know, kind of peeked a little. And, and then I said, Jesus. And I heard another whoomp. Jesus. Whoomp. And I think there were three whoomps. Wow. And, and in that time, we, we hit the rumble strips on the opposite side and we rolled back to just inside the rumble strips on the, on the lanes that we had left. And the car was just, on its side. Yeah. That's hard to do, put a car <laughs> just on its side, you know. <laughs> so I remember at one point during this, I remember hearing in my spirit, the window next to you is probably broken. Pull your hand in. Hmm. So I pulled in my left hand. I wish I had pulled in my right hand. It got injured. Um, but it would have been mangled if I had, if yeah. I had left it kind of just flopping around. Yeah. It would have been mangled. And, you know, we came to a stop. I looked down at him and I saw various places that were bleeding. And I saw his arm out on the pavement. His window had blown out My also. head was kind of on the... Yeah, your head was on the pavement as well. It was out the well. window. The glass was broken. I yeah. said, Philip, 
are you okay? I said, spit out some glass. Philip, are you okay? And he spit out some glass. <laughs> says, yeah, I'm okay. And, 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 and then I then you ask it again. Th- then I said, are you really okay? And then, you, then I said, I don't think so. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, and you really weren't. And, and my unknownst to me at that time, my, my the spinal cord got pinched mm-hmm. when, when we had this because I yeah. was leaning back, went forward, hit the seatbelt, but my head kept going. Yeah. And so it did something in the neck, and I blacked out pretty severely. Mm-hmm. You know. So the, the point of this is that in that time when we were in turmoil, I was reaching out to Jesus in trust. Mm-hmm. And I kept my spiritual equilibrium in spite of what was going on. And I actually, I guess the adrenaline probably helped. I actually kept it for a few days. Yeah. And I ministered in, in two meetings. <laughs> the next night. The, the, next I, day. <laughs> the next day I did. And then a couple of days later, we, we kept going on our trip. But um, then we realized that we were hurt. And particularly, Philip was hurt a lot I more. I didn't realize how bad it was really. Yeah. Injured. Yeah. And, and yeah. somehow, we missed the memo from the hospital about what needed to happen next. <laughs> we just <laughs> missed it. And we wound up spending five weeks... Um, in Michigan where we couldn't go anywhere, really. I mean, we, we went back and forth to the chiropractor. That was about it. And, and uh, did what we could. But we were, we were stuck. We couldn't travel. We, and I remember a couple of weeks, maybe three, maybe even four weeks into it, I found myself humming. And I realized that I, I was just coming back to my normal Mm-hmm. Humming, I lost your hum. I had lost, lost your song. My, I had lost my song. Yeah, because it was it was a tough time. It was very yeah. very 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 tough. As a real dark night of the soul. Yeah, you know. But we went into it in trust, and we came out of it in trust, mm-hmm. regardless of what was going on around us. Even our bodies were broken in in many ways, bruised and battered and torn and various things. And it took Philip a lot longer to recover because his injuries were worse. But in that recovery, we learned a deeper trust, I believe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a deeper place that even going through that. Yeah. Because it was a miracle we survived it. It really was. It it's really was. It was 5.30 in the afternoon on a, on a you know. It's th- Tuesday, uh, a day after Memorial Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and 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 there was it was five thirty, so it's it was rush hour. Rush hour traffic. You know, rush hour is like going around Chicago on Interstate eighty, ninety, ninety four, then going up through Michigan. There's that's a lot of that's a high traffic area. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was high traffic. There were trucks there, but we never went past the rumble strips. Yeah, and that's a miracle because when a car is in motion, rolling on its side. To actually stop standing up, because mm-hmm. the thing is, do it'll just keep going till it gets flat on its back or on its wheels. Mm-hmm. I have just this, some angels stopped. <laughs> I have this imagination that there was a row of angels standing on the rumble strips with their with their um, elbows connected, you know, and, and they're just not going to let anything through. I have that confidence that we had a miracle. Yeah, and that in in the miracle, we we had it because. The Lord was with us. Yeah. So I want to encourage you 
that you can have this homeostasis, if you want to call it that. You can keep your balance. You can keep your peace. Yeah. No matter what is going on around you. And that spiritual place of peace will affect your emotions. It will even affect your body. You, you, can, keep, you can bring your blood pressure down by just getting in that place where you put your trust in the Lord and you delight in his presence and you roll your way onto him. All the stuff that's going on, just roll it onto him and rest in him. You can bring down your blood pressure. You can bring yourself into a place of healing. You can, you can throw off trauma. You can throw off abuse. You can throw off all of these things and, and get healed in your soul and in mm-hmm. your body by your connection with the Lord, by your putting yourself, your imagination onto him and imagining yourself in him and him in you. He can bring you into that place. And this is a part of your equipping as you are getting ready for this outpouring of the Holy Spirit because you need to be ready for what he's about to do. Mm -hmm. Put your trust in him. Yes, amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org To find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.